Welcome to the Woo Woo Woman podcast. My name is Shelly and I'm your host. I'm a self-taught astrologer, modern mystic, yogic guide, and women's empowerment coach living in the South Florida area. This podcast was created with the intention to share the tools, people, and modalities that have continued to help me shift and heal to up-level my life in efforts to inspire and encourage you to do the same. Thank you so much for being with me. and welcome back to the Alive podcast. Today, I am honored to be in conversation with Shelly Sanyer. Shelly is a self-taught astrologer, modern mystic, registered yoga instructor, and woman's empowerment coach living in the South Florida area, which is how we've actually met at a yoga festival. Her mission is to encourage and remind you of your power while sharing her experiences, tools, and lessons that have leveled up her life so that may serve you in yours. Welcome to the Alive Podcast, Shelly. It is an honor. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Yes, it's an honor to have you here and finally connect after all this time. When was that yoga festival? It was a couple of years ago. Oh, geez. Yeah, I think it was like maybe two, two or three years ago. Time goes by fast. The whole COVID situation, I feel like that whole entire year lapsed, right? It's like, did, like, did it even happen? Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> Everything was on pause, so it feels weird. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it feels like forever. Other times it feels like a blip in time. And you're yeah, it's like this terrible dream. You're like, when are we going to get out of this? But wow. I have to share with the listeners that your yoga class, I've been to, I've been practicing yoga since 2008. So probably 13 years now. And your class is one of the best, if not the best class that I have ever been to. And that's why we stayed connected all this time. Like I looked you up immediately. I remember we were getting beers right after the festival. And I was like, who is this Shelly? She was amazing. (laughs) And I just remember that room, which thinking now of COVID was like so packed, like my head was on somebody's foot. I mean, it was jam packed in there. And I was a little worried, like, how am I going to get into this with all this energy in here? But wow, I felt so deeply connected to your practice. It was just beautiful. Oh, well, that honestly fills my heart up with joy because there's nothing that I love better than teaching yoga because it almost puts me in a meditative state. And as an intuitive and as somebody who channels, each class is basically unfolding itself in the moment. I don't plan my classes. Mm. I read the room. I ask spirit to guide me and I allow the practice that's intended to come through to each and every person that's there in that room to come through. And, um, you know, I, I, I'm deeply honored that you were able to make it in because I do remember that class. I remember people's feet and people like people's faces. And it was just like, <laughs> So like overwhelmingly exciting for me to be stepping into that space for the very first time with it being that packed in that room and also very humbling at the same time. And yeah, it's just, it puts me in that trans state just as I put everybody else in that trans state. And I think that that is ultimately 
touching home base, you know, like we are so concerned and so preoccupied with life itself and the tasks and the need to do's and the have to do's. And it's like, when you hit that pause button that you actually begin to listen to self and you actually tap into this peace within yourself, that's really always there, but it's kind of like underneath it all. So, um, yeah, I'm really, really grateful that you were able to join and hopefully we'll be able to go back to that once again in the whole live scene and get jammed packed because I love the energy of the room when it's like that. And when everybody is just really honoring one another at the same time, but really in each other's space, which is just like powerful in and of itself. It's like somebody's in my personal space and I've got to like zen the fuck out. Like, how do I do this? Right. Yeah. And that, and that's like, when you hit that point, you're like, wow, like I did it. Like I've had so many people, you know, take my class and afterwards, like I've never meditated before, but I think I meditated. Like, I think I totally like blipped out there. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And you definitely have that gift. Like I said, normally I do like to feel the energy of a room, but not like that close. So initially I was just like, Ooh, how is this going to (laughs) be right? But just like you, I can really get into it. I can read the room. And just like this podcast, exactly how you describe your yoga practice is exactly my focus for this podcast. We just flow. We just have a conversation. Sure. I have might have some idea of what we talk about, but I'm open to spirit. I'm open to flow, open to whatever is just meant to come through me and through you. Hopefully I always pray for my guests as well in this moment. And it's just exactly what it needs to be. And that's just, it truly is synchronicity. It truly is. And I think there's this, this magic that happens when both people are just like in the space of flow and just like energetically connecting with one another without these like constructed, um, you know, ideas of what they want this outcome to be, but really just generating what, what spirit wants to come through and what the listeners that are going to be listening to this podcast and, you know, whoever's coming to the class and whatever has, has you like throughout life itself in general, it's like, when you open yourself up, it ends up being way more than you imagine and way better than you imagine. So exactly, exactly. And when you have too much of an idea of what it should be like, I don't know about you, but like when I listen to podcasts, which by the way, your podcast is amazing. It's like word vomit for me. (laughs) (laughs) Woo woo woman it's called, right? Woo woo woman. Yes. 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 By the way, listeners definitely check out uh, Shelly's podcast as well. I always connect with podcasters or just people in general that are not so structured, that are not so focused on hitting an agenda or all these talking points. And it's like, and you can feel that energy, right? Versus someone that's just completely open to whatever the moment allows them, right? I mean, that's truly what presence is. And then just seeing the magic, it sparks from there. Like you said, it's always something more beautiful than you could have even imagined. Because when you plan every moment, you don't allow for that like serendipity, I think, to really flow into the conversation. For sure. And you don't end up owning your shit, you know, because you end up kind of preoccupied with somebody else's shit, right? Or what you think somebody else is expecting of you. And, you know, that's, that's a part of the lesson that I've learned throughout my life. You know, I grew up in a very Christian household. Um, My mom thinks that I like seance, do seances to the devil with tarot and my crystals. And, um, you know, I had to really step out of the confines of what was expected of me for such a long time that at the time growing up was a norm, right? Like when you're, when you're growing up in this household, it's very structured and somewhat manipulated and very, um, 
how do I explain this in a nice way? Um, just extremely strict and straight edge and like what's expected of you is like X, Y, and Z and that's it. Breaking from that, you are not only feeling like a rebel and, you know, being told you're a rebel and that you're not following the course of life that God intended for you and feeling that burden emotionally as a child, it's really hard. But, you know, I'm fortunate, like as an Aries, like I'm a fucking fire sign and like my rising is cancer and my moon is Taurus. So I'm all about the emotion and I feel it deeply, but I'm also like, no, not, not on my turf. And Fortunately, I've always been grounded in what I've desired for myself and what I've, you know, felt led to do and has have done it regardless of what people think of me. And my mother being like probably the biggest, um, you know, judgmental character in my life that, you know, means the most to me and kind of separating myself from her mental confines of what I should be doing with my, with my life. But it's led me to such green pastures. And when we recognize that, you know, there's nothing against Christianity. I'm not against any religion at all. I actually embrace every single one because I think every single one in and of itself is somewhat similar, but also teach very much the same things and honoring a lot of the same things. But at the very same time, I also think that if you truly believe a lot of these religions, God is within us, right? Source is within us. Universe is within us. Like we are an extension of that. And to put it visually, because I love analogies, like I think of the sun, right? Like the sun is a source of our energy here on earth. And it, it, throws out these rays of sunlight and each one of us is a ray of that source expressing itself individually and when we understand that there are going to be little rivets there are going to be so many different facets and so many different uh, chiseled pieces in each individual's life because our stories are are very different right our experiences are very different but nonetheless less or more, right? Like I didn't experience less or more pain than you. We just may have experienced different pain. We may have experienced different struggles, but equally as important and equally as needed and on this planet to share. And I think the biggest thing, you know, with my personal journey and like owning my story and owning my shit, so to speak, is really opening up the platform for other people to do the same, you know, like did I ever think I was going to have a podcast? Did I ever think it was going to be teaching yoga to the extent that I do or, you know, doing tarot or doing all of these things? Never, ever. I was led by spirit and spirit led me to these places. And at the very same time, I think a lot of us feel that tug and very few of us actually act on it. And I want to be like a beacon for everybody who's ever like contemplated doing a podcast, contemplated doing like an e-course, contemplated stepping out of their comfort zone and following their heart and being like, I support you in any way, shape or form. I support you. I will tell you everything. I will share everything with you because you know what, when you succeed, I succeed. And we allow other people to succeed at the same time, because we're not only opening up the platform for others to learn and to be inspired, but also teaching them to do the same, to inspire others with similar stories because community has been lost, yo, right? Like, I think about like, right? Like I think about, I think about like how connected everyone thinks we are with like Instagram and Facebook and like, you know, technology, which 
definitely serves its purpose with, with connecting us. And we're here today because of it. And we're so grateful for it. But, you know, as much as we feel connected, we're also very disconnected. And I think as women, especially, we need to come back. Like we need to come back and be like soul sisters and like really like forge forward in bringing up the feminine energy that is woo-woo and that is a little cuckoo at the same time right because like yes why not why not and every single one of us has a story like that you know so many women have you know sexual abuse stories like I wish more people would talk about it I'm gonna go on a big old tangent and be like I'm pregnant and I have hemorrhoids and I never fucking knew (laughs) (laughs) that this was as popular being pregnant. And I'm like, I wish somebody would like talk to me, like be my girl, like (laughs) tell me, yo, be careful, you know, down there might, you know, things might happen. Right. So it's like coming back to that community. And when you, when you usher that in, as you assist other people to come back to the community, you're assisting yourself to come back to yourself. And that's been my journey through all of the things that have been kind of transpiring through my life. It's like, even though I'm, I'm doing this for others, you know, I've also had so much fulfillment and at the same time and learned so much about myself at the very same time. And I'm sure that you as well, through your experience can totally, totally relate because if we just, you know, opened up the portal for other people to do the same they'd feel the exact same way I feel yeah or just listening to the last five minutes of you talking like I literally my head didn't stop moving because I was (laughs) agreeing with everything that you said I mean all the hairs on my body are standing up right now those of you listening can't see that but Shelly can I'm showing her hair (laughs) and your story aligns so much with mine in the fact even going back to your mother. Like, it's funny. My mother was here the other day. We go to the beach. We try to go to the beach as a ritual every weekend. And she always comes in to use the restroom before we go out. They leave their car here. And she stands in my lobby, which is right outside the office. When you walk in from the garage, I have an altar. And so same thing. Like I was raised, I don't want to say religious, but in a traditional Jewish home. And she looks at my altar and I've got like a Hamsa ham, but it's really from, you know, India. It's got all the <laughs> sunscreen all over it. I have a picture of a wolf that a friend of mine painted. I have an Indian chief, a black and white picture of an Indian chief. I've got my sound bowl with all the sunscreen. And I feel like she doesn't say anything, but she looks at it and is like a little spooked out. I feel like I, I remember even years ago when I had my first Buddha in the house, Oh gosh, yeah. Worshiping, or I think I went to an event at like even a Buddha temple. That's a false god. Yeah, she was like, "Are you worshiping Buddha?" And what are? And she probably saw my tarot everywhere. And it's just, it's so funny, but it's totally changed my life. And and yes, to a point where it's like, yes, I do value like you all religion. You know, I still study Judaism, Christianity, Buddhism, Taoism, all religion, all of it, all All of of it. it. Cause like you said, it is the same. We are the same. Like, and I love your analogy of the sun. We all come from the same sun. I mean, you and I definitely like your Aries, I'm Taurus, very much the same energy. My moon sign is a Leo. So I'm definitely feeling that like the yes, my moon's Taurus. So yes, very much. Yeah. Totally, totally with it. And it's so funny because like the, the card that comes to mind, you know, um, like within the tarot is like almost like the tower 
right? Which like some people are so fearful of the tower. And for me, every time I see the tower, I'm like secretly like, yes, Yes. Like, yeah, it's going to be a shit storm, but nothing will be the same. And, you know, I remember going through my journey in this, in this way and, you know, understanding that as I was growing up, none of it resonated with me fully. Like when I would go to church and things like that, it wasn't like my spirit was opposed to it. It was just like, it didn't, it didn't click. And just like you, I embody so many different, like I have a bunch of different Hindu gods. I have, you know, I still pray to the Holy Spirit because that is how I grew up. Um, and I channel different, different spirits and different entities. And it is essentially us as human beings that really put the label. And again, that's a part of the confine. That's a part of the tradition, right? The, the tradition of being human, I think, too, over time and the need to put a label on something. It's like I'm drinking a LaCroix. It's a LaCroix. Right. But right. like I could have something else. It's like Costco brand. That's like sparkling water. Same exact thing. But it's the fact that it's LaCroix. Right. So as human beings, I think that we've put a lot of weight on labels. And if we were able to just step back and look at the beauty and the richness that is all around us, regardless of belief systems, regardless of values, and just like stepping back and honoring the fact that we are able to have so many and be able to also learn from one another. Because when you feel as though you are in you know, the, the pinnacle of your, you know, belief systems or your values. It's like, are you really open to spirit? Are you really open to the flow? Are you really open to growth? Because I think growth and being open to spirit is an ability to observe what's around you. That's not quite normal, quote unquote, or your normal, quote unquote, and embracing it and seeing the beauty in it because it what regardless of what you how you feel about it it enriches other people's lives and when you see it from that perspective it's like hey yeah like the tarot I think it's super cool but it's just not for me I respect that you know for me it is but and that goes with like you know so many different things yoga too some people are like oh I can't do yoga I'm not really into yoga I'm like listen the amount of yoga that's out there these days, I'm sure that they have like water yoga now. I'm like right, you could right. find it. You could find <laughs> one that fits for you. There's like dog yoga, goat yoga. There's like all the yogas out there right now. And, you know, it's not necessarily saying like shutting it out. It's like, well, how can I find something that does click with me? Like, how do I navigate this life? And instead of being like, resistant towards things is being more open and being like wow like this kind of interests me and in, in exploring that and if it sticks like great if it doesn't go to the next thing and that it's what um you know has helped me in my personal journey is like I said being who I am owning what I'm attracted to owning what resonates with me and it's really built who I am and who I am today, you know, as bright and as shiny as I look and feel today, dude, the shadow work's fucking real. <laughs> right. 
right? And like, you cannot bypass it. And I saw this meme yesterday. It's like, oh, there are the emotions that I shoved down like two years ago, like rearing its ugly head again, like now, two years later. It's like, you can't keep, keep ignoring those, those, those parts of us that are a little bit darker because they actually bring you closer to your light if you allow them to, you know? So really interesting how, um, not only like how we've connected, but also how I think in general, as, as, as humanity begins to, to, to shift right now, um, energetically where this is all going to go, because even though I sense a lot of people think it's chaotic, I almost feel like the chaos is a facade for true, authentic connection and acceptance, because there's a lot more acceptance going on now than I think ever before. And it's, it's, it's shifting entirely energetically. So I'm excited to see what like these next couple of years, um, kind of unfold for us as, as humanity and as a whole, and as, you know, individuals, but individuals also connected to one another. Yes. Yes. And you're so right. And I'm kind of thinking back to what you mentioned earlier about community, right? We think we're so connected, but we're not. And then the sense of darkness where it's like, if we think about places where we commune, for instance, I'll just give a really simple, silly example. If you look online in the media and I'm talking about media like Hulu and Netflix and like, what is the banner? It's all kind of dark shows. Like I put right. in the other day, they're like in your face, whatever shows they highlight, they're violent. They're just typically even, ga- even games. Like my son is like on his iPad looking for games. I'm like, why are these all so violent? Like you, there's no nice games. Like why? Yeah. Yeah. But I think it's all a facade too, because when you think about darkness, as, as we speak about in shadow work, mm-hmm. that is the part that most of humanity is not comfortable with. They're comfortable right. with the violence and the games and the television, maybe because that's not quote unquote real, right? So they get to kind of immerse in it in some way. But when it comes to reality, like you said, the shadow work, being vulnerable about what's going on, right? You through your pregnancy, me, you know, I'm very vocal about this and I never used to be, but I battle mental health right? There are some days where I can't get out of bed. I I go through massive anxiety and depression almost every single day to some degree, some more than others. But like you said, if I'm open and I'm vocal about it and I can show you that, Hey, I can still have a podcast and do this. I can still do amazing things. It's not one or the other. That's the problem. Like you said, with the LaCroix, we compartmentalize what it should be, what it should look like, right? So everyone who's depressed doesn't get out of bed but that's not the truth, right? It's or not. Everyone who does yoga has to be woo-woo and worship Buddha. Not mm-hmm. the case, right? It's everybody's so quick to put everyone else in a box. And like you said, not listen and be completely open to the experience that that all belongs and that all right. can be any, any such way, right? Whether it's political affiliation, whether it's religious, spiritual, right? Not everybody follows that script, right? And you and I for sure don't. <laughs> no. Amen, sister. Amen. Amen. So I do want to point something out that really struck a chord with me in regards to like mental health. And, you know, I truly believe, like you said, being more vocal about it is not only helping you, but it's also helping support other people to kind of, again, 
almost flash like it's almost like you even though you have these you know and we all do to various different degrees to some extent it's like you have you know this thing that's a little taboo to most people or only taboo because it's not spoken about you speaking about it it's almost like clicking on the flashlight and like pointing it downwards and like leading the way and being able to kind of see the couple, you know, feet in front of you and kind of telling everybody behind you, like, Hey, like we got this, like, I'm here with you. I support you. I'm here. I'm doing these same things. This is possible. And that to me is community, right? Not just, you know, talking and liking people's photos, but really sharing the nitty gritty parts of, of who we are because they do, even though they're dark, they do open up a light and it may be a light for yourself just by being vocal and sharing. And it could also be a light for other people to be like, wow, like I could do this too. I, I feel this. And like, it's natural to feel these different emotions and society has really you know, bogged us down to feel a certain way um, all the time. And, and that's not authentic. That's not truthful. That's not honest to human beings. We were given these different emotions that are constantly in motion and they are guides, but they are not the end all be all. There are a means, in my opinion, I, I think of them almost like a compass. It's like, I'm feeling anxious. Okay, ooh, let's step back. Why am I feeling anxious? Anxiety is having some stress about the future. What is it that I'm worried about right now? Okay, you know, I'm going to have a lot on my plate once the baby comes. Okay, let's breathe into that. You're not there yet. Don't worry about it. And like anger, anger is repressed sadness. It's like sadness that we've dug down deep. And I dealt a lot with that. And I'm still peeling back onion layers of that. Um, but I was very aggressive. I was, I was arrested, um, for fighting. Like I was a very, um, you know, you know, aggressive at one point in my life. And you have to look at those, those emotions, from a different vantage point, instead of getting consumed by them and allowing them to swallow you in this sea of emotion to really say, okay, spirit, what are you guiding me in this emotion? Where are you leading me? What can I learn? Where can I heal? And you have to go through the hurt to heal. You have to. You know, and, and that's the thing. It's like, you have to go through those shadows in order to step into the light and you have to feel the hurt in order to heal. And, you know, there's a lot of, of misconception that you have to be happy all the time and you have to do these different things and you have to be a certain way. But I'm here to tell you F that, because if you're that, then you're not, you're not truly stepping into your authenticity and you're actually creating confusion and so many people, in my opinion, are so confused because of this, is that they feel like they have to go to college. They feel like they have to get this nine to five and they have to make this kind of money. And they, they have these have to do's. But if they were honest with like dropping into their heart center and saying like, OK, like, is this what I truly want? And if we all moved and, and made choices from that space, I think we would be a lot happier um, and I think a lot of people within our community that we're involved in, as well as us bringing more people within this community are beginning to awaken to that. And I've, 
I work with clients one-on-one and I do coaching and a lot of them are very confused and I'm like, okay, well, well, how do you feel stepping into your job? How do you feel waking up for your job? What, how do you want to feel? Okay. Like what were your hobbies as a child? What do you enjoy doing that maybe you don't do anymore? Is it dancing? Like go back to that time as a child when you were truly um, feeling liberated and what, what activities were you involved in? And it's interesting because as you revert back to that space, even if it's just a little bit, like, let's say you take, like, I have this one client and she's like, I'm going to do, I'm going to take a dance class once a week. I'm like, do it. She's like, I used to love ballet. I'm like, just do it. Just do it once a week. She's like, oh my God, I feel so much more fulfilled. I feel lighter. And like, I'm beginning to enjoy my job again because we forget that we have, we're, we're spiritual beings having this human experience and the soul desires to, to feel a certain way and certain activities bring you to that peace. For me, it's yoga. Um, for me, it's the tarot. For me, it's meditation. For me, it's dancing. For me, it's going to DJ concerts. And like that makes my soul happy. So when you engage in things that elevate your frequencies to that like level of of happiness and joy, authentic happiness and joy, not the the happiness and joy that everyone else is telling you, you need this object to be happy or this salary or whatever the case may be. But when you step into your truth and you own your shit for what it is as crazy and as kooky as it is, dude, like the world is your oyster and you could be, and you can do all kinds of things. Some people are like, oh, you teach yoga and you go to DJ concerts. Fuck yeah, I do. Okay. Like, what are you judging me? Because I go, I teach yoga and I want to go see a DJ. Like what? Like I don't do drugs. I'm, I'm enjoying myself. I'm dancing. I'm skipping around. I'm feeling the energy and the vibe. And you don't have to create these confines and these like mental perceptions and, and fictitious facades of what someone should be. You should not only embrace your differences and your contradictions and move through them because it'll lead you to greener pastures, but also look at somebody else and embrace their differences and embrace their challenges and say, wow, like that's a cool chick. She can do whatever, (laughs) you know? Exactly. Oh, I love, like literally you named everything that I love and everything that I do. And (laughs) she, (laughs) DJ shows and electronic music, honestly, switch saved my husband and I through the pandemic. Like he actually was yes. never much into electronic music, but I was since the early nineties, probably it's going way back like 20 years ago, like yes. the original trance days, like mid to yeah, late like, yeah, I remember years. listening to, to, it was called, there's like these DJ tracks. It was like techno something. And my friends, my friend's brother, who's older than us would like burn these CDs and it was all trans and all this stuff. And it was like, eh, eh, eh. I was like obsessed. <laughs> Yeah. And we found such community through there, like through Twitch. I kid you not. Like we started hanging out in certain DJ streams and then there was like a fan that developed online and we found community. Now it's like every Thursday, you know, we go hang out in Tantra Thursday or we have other DJs that we love. I know that Tantra Thursday. (laughs) Yeah. You would actually really love Tantra. I mentioned him actually on my last episode as well. 
And they're amazing because they want to support. And that's what I love so much about Twitch is it's artists supporting other artists. So, so they cool. know I have a podcast. I have a command in their channel. You put command JS pod and it tells you all about my podcast. Love that. Supporting, and all the DJs are supporting the other DJs. And it's just amazing because I never connected to Twitch. I mean, I'm on almost every other social media platform, Facebook, Instagram, but I never really thought of Twitch as like a place where I could talk about what I do. It was right. just fun. But in that, I found that community, right? Which is exactly why when you have no expectation of what something looks like, right? No expectation yes. experiences, right? And just living in it, like all this synchronicity. And actually so many of my followers on Instagram, they're all from Twitch, they just, they see? love to watch me, they'll just support me. Um, we actually just bought a DJ table. I uh, had oh, an interview, shit. it'll air soon. I interviewed, <laughs> I don't know if you've heard of her, but she's one of the founders of Fem House, Lauren Spalding. Okay, LPGOB. yeah, I've heard the name. LPGOB, it's her best friend. And I actually want to get LP on the show and LP's touring right now. And they're like, well, Lauren's available. I was like, awesome. And just from talking to her for the hour, she inspired me. I'm like, I've always wanted a DJ. She goes, girl, get your own decks. I'll send you what we teach our girls in Fem House, which is a nonprofit to get more women and women of color, you know, into the DJ space. Yes, that's represent so like 3% fantastic. Of the population. And I went and just bought one. I'm still learning it. But all my DJ friends are like, well, you need help? Do you need help? Let's get on Zoom. I'll teach you. Like, we want to come support you. When are you going live? And I'm like, well, I don't even know how to DJ yet. <laughs> I'll do a just chatting channel and get my podcast up and running here. But it's just amazing how dang you know what you you can you can DJ me a jingle for my oh. podcast. I'm looking oh, for an cool. intro for my podcast, so that'd be kind of cool if you like created a little jingle for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've actually there's a sound healer. I'll give you her name. Uh, her DJ name is Sherpa Slim. Her name okay. is yeah, and she's uh, a sound engineer, and she's creating a jingle for this podcast. It's kind of oh cool. Yes, have, like, share a contact moment. Yeah. And I told her, I'm happy to kind of lead meditation or even you could join and connect with you uh, to do guided meditations, like while she's streaming, because she plays what she calls heel Healed House, H-E-A-L-T. Healed House. Wow. Yeah. Send me this chick's info. I got to connect with her. Definitely. Definitely. So cool. Yeah. And that's just it, right? It's like, when you follow what you love, you're brought to the right people. You're the right opportunities, like end up coming your way, the right connections. And I'm telling you, like nothing has actually enriched my life more than literally removing the heavy jacket that I had been wearing for so long and like embracing who I was, no matter how cookie or crazy anybody else, you know, perceived me to be. Mm -hmm. And that's what enriches life itself. And I think that, you know, through both your, your life journey and my life journey, you know, we can totally see that tower moment. It's like, there's that moment in your life where nothing is ever the same. And that is typically when you decide, you know, I'm going to put all, all these, these things that have been kind of weighing me down, holding me back, putting me in this negative energy, shifting me away and pulling me away from my power. And I'm going to decide to choose my power now, to enrich my power now, to flow with my power now. And when you elevate yourself to that extent and embrace yourself in your totality, the only thing I can tell you is that life is never the same. And it's, 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 
10 times better, 10 times better. Yes. So what is that first step? Like as you even visualize taking off that heavy jacket, the first step, well, my personal first step, um, really didn't happen. I would say probably middle school was super rebellious and super angry at my mom. Cause I wasn't able to do anything and kind of led into high school, high school. I was even more rebellious. I would sneak out, you know, I got into alcohol and, um, some drugs at the time and, um, really just experiencing whatever I knew would make my mom pissed essentially <laughs> nothing like I mean, anything would piss her off at that point because I was not going to church and I was smoking cigarettes behind the church and all of that jazz. But really, I would say college for me, because that was a point, a turning point in my life where I had to decide like where I was going to spend the rest of my career, quote unquote, and decide, you know, okay, like cool, fun and games, like automatic slims is shut down now. So you can't go there every Thursday, Friday, Saturday night. Okay. in downtown Fort Lauderdale. Now you actually got to sit down and figure out what you're going to study because like what you're supposed to study, which is another thing too, which is a topic for another time, but like you're told what classes to take all throughout, you know, grade school, you're not allowed to explore. I mean, very little, what one class a semester that you, you could choose and whatever the case may be like, then, then you reach a point, you're like, I have to decide. Right. And that's when I was like, how do I make a decision that's authentic to myself in the rest of my life at 18 years old, when really the priority was going out, partying, drinking, going clubbing with my friends. And, um, I decided on nursing just because I knew myself well enough to know that I get bored easily. And I felt like with nursing, if I got my RN degree, I could bop in to like different, you know, I could do OR, I could do NICU, I could do ICU, I could do outpatient, and it was a little bit more versatile. So knowing that, that was the first time in my life that I realized that I was a lot, I had a lot more facets and a lot more likes than I knew I did. And um, through that and through that journey, um, it brought me to a point where I got my first nursing job and I was like, holy crap, like this is, this is not for me. What did I do? Um, and I suffered my father's passing and my son's birth uh, in the very same year. I got married and I moved out of my mom's house and into my first husband's house. So I was literally in a category five hurricane and I had to find my core. I had to find my peace. And the one thing that brought me to that place was yoga. And yoga was the first activity that cracked me the fuck open in more ways than one. Not only was it challenging physically, it was challenging mentally and also spiritually because the things that were coming up in my practice and the awareness that came with seeing the thought processes that I was living with on a day-to-day that I never stopped to, to look at um, was a very, a, a very potent slap in the face. And in that moment, I realized that I was living a lie. Um, I was I was not grounded and rooted in, in essentially who I desired to become and be. And I wasn't involved in the things that I was 100% um, aligned with, that I felt again that I was just slowly 
kind of moving through instead of actually living. It was just like surviving. And yoga developed into meditation, which meditation in and of itself was very, very healing for me. And I would receive a lot of premonitions through meditation. And I was looking for a tool that I could incorporate to get confirmation about things that I was getting during meditation. And um, at the time, I went for my first tarot card reading. I was like, I'm going to go to this lady. She's going to do this tarot card reading. She laid out all the cards. I had no idea like what any of these meant. But as she lays them down on the table, I'm like, ooh, does that mean that? And like, does that mean that? And that? she's like looking at me. She's like, do you know about the tarot? I'm like, no. She's like, you need to get yourself a deck, girl. She's like, you're intuitively picking up what is on the table without really knowing the cards themselves. Mm -hmm. And that was when it clicked for me. It's like, I'm going to use the tarot before and after my meditations to get confirmation about what I'm experiencing, what I'm feeling. Because sometimes, you know, when you meditate, your mind is going. Like some people think like, oh, meditation is like zero thought process. No, girl. It is like, it's not. (laughs) It is it is reminding yourself to come back to that space. And it's reminding yourself to widen the spaces between each thought essentially. And sometimes I would get like visions or premonitions. And I, I didn't know if it was me processing, right. Cause the mind's finicky. The mind wants to go to the negative shit all the time, especially, you know, how we're programmed in our society. It's like everything, like you said earlier is like, very negative, very heavy energy. And that's how we, our brain works. And I think maybe people are attached to that energy because that is where their thought process is without even recognizing that that's where their thought process is. So I developed my relationship with the tarot and with yoga. And there was this like this beautiful marriage. I was like, this is so great. I want to share this. And, um, I decided to go to yoga teacher training, not to teach originally. It was just to deepen my practice And my, um, I went to Kula Yoga Shala, which if anybody is ever interested in getting their yoga teacher training, I highly, highly suggest I would would drive out to Jupiter like three times a week. And Scott is absolutely phenomenal. His team is phenomenal and the beautiful balance of spirituality along with, you know, tradition is just incredible an incredible experience. And I had been looking around, you know, to different studios and none of them clicked like like he, his uh, studio clicked for me. And I went to yoga teacher training and he's like, you really should just teach one class. I was like, okay, one class a week. He's like, teach a yin class. And I was like, okay. And I taught a yin class and I still have my original OGs taking my class today. The first class, like the first studio, it's closed now, but it was Namaste Yoga Salon. Um, I still have all those students behind me. And it just, again, the connections that I've made through through all of this has been amazing. And I, I, I knew that's what I was meant to do. I knew that's what I was meant to share. And I knew that I channeled when I was in that space. And now at the end of my yoga practices, which um, I do teach every single month at the Hilton West Palm Beach, there's a lot of events also coming up soon. Huge one in 2022 that I'd love to connect with you with and get you involved in as well. Absolutely. But 
now I offer a, a single tarot card reading for all of my students that come to my classes is just like a gift. And all of my classes are by donation. Um, I don't put a price tag on it because in my opinion, when I do God's work, when I do the work of the universe, I'm supported, whether it's, you know, with paper money or whether it's with opportunities, whatever the case may be. And, you know, to answer your question, even though I went on a bit of a story and a tangent, it's like, when you recognize that you've hit a place and for, for most people, it's when they feel like they've hit the floor and on their knees and they've hit this space of like, something's got to change. And when you choose to change something, because nothing will change unless something changes. Right. And unfortunately we, we think that it will, or we're praying and, you know, manifestation doesn't work like that. And I'm, my next podcast is going to be with regards to manifestation because I think that's, a, that's something that needs to be touched on because you could say all the affirmations in the world, you can visualize everything in the world, but unless there is this congruency between your mind, your body, and your spirit, do you really touch the ability to co-create? And that involves action. That involves thought, logic, and it also involves the heart. And, you know, when we make a choice to change, and when we allow either something to come into our life or allow something to leave our lives, for me, it was a bit of, you know, both. Um, then we kind of step into this space where it's like, okay, exploration again. And that is what life is intended to be about. Like, do you think like all the spirits up there, like they can't taste, they can't pee, they can't poop, they can't experience life, they can't, you know have the pleasure of sex, which is another topic I'm going to be talking about as well, because I think that has also been considered a bit taboo, but like basking in the pleasure of being a human being with the five senses, they're looking down at us and they're like, y'all are wasting this. Like what? Like, why aren't you experiencing more of life? Why aren't you traveling? Why aren't you trying new things? Why are you stuck? And the stuckness comes from the comfort. And when you think about it, most people are more comfortable in the shitty, heavy energy that they've been in for so long that doing something that's a little bit more positive is scary to them because it's uncomfortable because they've never been there and they know it's going to change them. And there's a part of them that's like kind of like even though that's like really shitty I I'm comfortable because I know what that feels like right right so and I have clients that are like that as well it's like I'm kind of scared to do this like you know to make this investment and to do this coaching session and I was like you have to decide because you know I could give you you know the guidance up up the yin yang but unless you decide that you're going to take that guidance and, and move through it and and use it to better yourself then it's a lost cause so definitely giving yourself the opportunity to explore is probably my number one thing and the easiest thing I think for people to start doing um, to initiate a, a deeper connection to who you are and that might look like every weekend deciding that you're going to try something new maybe you're going to go rock climbing maybe where you're going to go to a new park or a new museum and just doing those little things that are easy to do on a physical plane until you get comfortable with saying like, oh, there's like this, this yoga convention. I've never done yoga before, but 
I'll go. I don't necessarily have to do all the poses. Maybe the first time I go, I just watch, you know, like um, another really cool space uh, for those of you who are listening, who do like the electronic um, world, the space out in Miami, they have a park, they have space park for 20. Yeah. Yeah. And they do like this kind of cool, chill house music yoga um, every weekend. And like, they also have little shops there. There's like beer, there's food. And like, maybe you go to just check it out. But when the more you step out of your comfort zone, the more comfortable you get with the new. And as you get uncomfortable with the new, you begin to know what you don't want and refine what you do want and what you do resonate with. Yes. Yes. So I think that's like the first step. I love that. And I was actually just at Space Park. I don't know if you've heard of the Daybreaker community. I've actually had three of the members of the community on my podcast, including the creator, but they just had an event. They have a chapter. They're from New York. The founder is Radha Agrawal. She was on the podcast, as well as a music director and Jojo Lee, who works in uh, Daybreaker Miami. And they just had an event. So it's either yoga or like a bar class or some other type of more invigorating workout. And there's a dance party afterwards. There's a DJ. It's like a exactly. three-hour event. And we started doing it online. I actually, it's a whole crazy story how I found them, but <laughs> it was from like the Oprah event in 2020. And then they were the dancers. <laughs> I started getting random emails and I'm like, who the hell is this daybreaker? And they started doing a virtual event, which Julianne Huff was on. I just love her with the Kinergy. Yes. Fire, fire earth, water. And that just brought me so many miracles. It brought me a daybreaker community, brought me all the people I've met through the daybreaker community uh, and space park. It was just actually about a month ago. It was a terrible thunderstorm yoga. And I was like, Oh my God, are we going to do, I've never done yoga in the rain. We got drenched. And let me tell you, it was the most invigorating, invigorating and annoying yoga practice ever. But the teacher was incredible. She was like, this is a lesson for life, how to move through challenge, how to move through pain. And just feel so connected, like you said, that shadow work or knowing yes. what doesn't work, right? Bring exactly. you back to what does. But if you don't, amen. Yes, not I open chills, full to body that, chills. Yeah, I have chills too. If you're not open full to body. with all of those emotions, Absolutely. then you just don't know. You stay stuck in that sense of comfort because you know that, right? But exactly. when you have that urge, I have a client last week, she told me this. She goes, you know what? She's actually moving cross country for the first time in her life. She's in her mid fifties and she's been in the same town and same job for 26 years now. And her and her husband finally decided they're going to move from California to Texas. And she goes, and you've done that. What? Three times you've moved cross country. You didn't know you didn't have a job. She goes, and you did it. Right. And she's like, but I don't know if I can. I'm like, if I can, you can. And you know why sure. you can? Because you've already had that thought. I always tell people, yep. you have a thought within you that's possible right? That's where the manifestation sparks. But if you don't take one step forward, right? For her, that's planning now. Okay. Now we got to sell the house. Now we got to move cross country. Life is opening for her. And she's like, I don't know. And I don't this. And, but I know at the same time, she's like that sense of adventure is calling me more than that comfort of staying. Yes. I said, no, it's time to go. That's when, you know, that same with me, I quit my corporate job. I was making six figures right? We were living the California lifestyle when I was living out in California, but I just got to a point where I'm like, fuck it. Like I'm not even living my life. I'm in California. I live for Saturday and Sunday, Sunday's grocery shopping. Yep. And there's one day a week. And I'm like, so who gives a shit that I'm making 
you know, $130,000 a year if I don't have the time to enjoy it. Exactly. Exactly. So, so true. I love the way you put that because I'm sure so many people can resonate with that. And, you know, the, the whole comfort thing, in my opinion, sometimes it's a heavy comfort, you know, it's like a heavy blanket of comfort where it's like, you think it's comfortable just because you've been there, but it's truly not. And when you, I read a book and, um, it talks about how thoughts initiate emotions and emotions initiate action. And like I said before, with the whole manifestation thing, it's like at times that call and that nudge and that like string on your heart starts to pull you so dang hard that like, you've got no other choice. And for me, I think that when you get to that point, it's richer because you've experienced that comfort, that heavy comfort, right? Like making under $30,000 a year is amazing. Living in California is amazing. Like other people would be like, what? Like, that's my dream. Like, why are you giving that up? But then when you sit back and you recognize that's like a heavy comfort, because how do you live? How do you enjoy? How do you, um, you know, live in the flow of life? And for me, you know, being supported, you know, financially and, and, and in any way, case or form doesn't come from a corporate job. They've made you believe that, yeah, sure. but like, you know, they've made you believe that like, you know, that money, you have to get a corporate job and make X amount of dollars. But when you are in the flow, money comes from spirit. There's a really great book that comes to mind. It says it, it's, it's called, it's not your money. Mm. Have you read it? I have, I'm writing it down right now. So, 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 so good. And she talks about how, like, when you like basically relinquish your thought process on where money comes from, money comes. And, um, when I went through my divorce, I was making peanuts because I was part-time. I was, you know, working maybe one or two days a week. And I still am fortunately, because I love what I do now in the NICU. But at the time, like I couldn't get approved for an apartment and I literally washed my hands of it. I was like, spirit, you know where I'm at, you know where I need to be, make it happen. First apartment complex I applied for, they approved me right away. I was like, oh shit. Okay. I don't know how I'm going to make $1,700 a month um, on top of expenses for bills on top of all this other stuff. But God, I open this up to you, provide for me. And what's so wild is I would get checks in the mail. Like, oh, we owe you this money. Oh, your dad, like your dad passed away and we, we didn't give you this amount of money that was owed to you. The IRS, you know, gave me a check, which is like, what? Unheard whoa. of, right? <laughs> I know, right? I was like, whoa, okay. Good, good graces then. <laughs> yeah, right? And like, you recognize that, those stressors and those anxieties and like that, that toxic thought process, um, really get the best of us all the time. But at that moment I had nothing to lose. I had nothing. I was like, I have nothing to lose. So I'm just going to wing it. I got approved. If, if I can't make a month, like, okay, I can't make a month. Like I'll move on. I'll figure this out. And I trusted. And it really does unfold for you in such a beautiful way. And now I'm in a position where I'm doing what I love. I'm helping other people. 
I am, you know, still growing and experiencing life in various different ways and forms and, and through different people and um, different experiences, but I'm, but I'm supported, you know, I'm not stressing anymore and I'm not hand over foot. Like, how is this going to happen? Because I went through the lesson of recognizing that the money doesn't come from your nine to five. Like, yes, yeah, some money comes from there, but if you like, I'm not saying go quit your job tomorrow and the universe is going to give you all the money. <laughs> but when you, when you align yourself with your purpose, the money comes. Like if you feel led to, uh, I don't know, be a, a butterfly if that's like your, your thing, it's like, you want to learn about butterflies and you love butterflies or you love botany and you want to learn more about botany. When you go and when you step into what brings you that joy, sound like Marie Kondo with like your freaking closet, right? Like when you connect with what brings you joy, joy comes and joy is in alignment with money because money it's not backed up by shit anymore, really. It's an energetic frequency now. Yeah. Yes. And when you feel that vibration in what you're doing, you're, you're matching the money vibration. And when you're eye to eye with that, it's cyclical. It's cyclical. It just comes. And I, like, I like would love to be able to really empower women to do that in in a very gradual way, because you have to, uh, you know, inch yourself into, to being this, this confident within, within the universe and, and trust the universe. You have to build it in order to really step into it. But I would love to see more women and men too, but more so women um, in, in that space of recognizing, like, if I meet my joy, I'm supported regardless in some way, shape or form. If I do what I'm being called to do and what I'm led to do and what my fingerprint is supposed to leave here on this planet, I can be supported. I don't need to restrict myself and live a life that of, of you know, emptiness any longer. I could step into my power and embrace it fully. I know somebody who was a hairdresser and she ended up being a sex counselor, sex therapist. Like how the hell? Right. But she's like, I suffered, you know, sexual abuse. And, you know, I've re- recognized that a lot of women did. And a lot of women feel like it's very restrictive, but it's actually very expressive to step into that sexuality. And she became a therapist for that. And she's, she's supported. And I know so many other people with so many different stories that like, you know, things you can't even imagine um, when you, share your story, which again, the community is a huge, huge factor in this is like being, being supported. Um, but when you share your story, your story creates and paves a way for others to do the same and to have, when you own your shit, we can all start to own our own shit and move through and navigate through in such a beautiful freaking way where we could see each other and wave and be like, yo girl, you got it. You teach me about sex in such awesome ways. And then she's yelling back, you're amazing at yoga. You're amazing at extending your love for other people. And we could just be amazing with each other because we're all happy because we're happy with ourselves. Yes. 
Yes. That's the Going goal. Back to what you said in the beginning, like, what if that was education? What if instead of these defined subjects? The, yes. Yep. Right. Like if you're interested in yoga, you can learn yoga. If you're interested in sexology, numerology, tarot, yes. crystals, right. You could actually study that and make yep. that a profession because actually going back in time, that's what they did yep. right? somewhere along that's the way, exactly so what they did created corporations, but, but back in the day, our ancestors, that's what they did. Everyone had their own craft and they owned yep. their shit and the yep. tribe supported that, right. The community. Yes. yes. Chills, full body chills again. And I teach my son that all the time. I tell him like, like research, like, look at what you like, remember what you like, look into it more. You don't have to go to college to be successful. You know, you don't have to. And I know like within like my, my close knit family, I know a handful of people that never went to college and barely graduated high school who have billion dollar companies, you know? And, and it's not to say again, like, whatever, but they followed where they were led to go in their profession and it wasn't college. And yes, I totally, totally agree with you that the course, like the courses that they offer right now in school should definitely be shifted in in such a way that really does open up for creativity, especially at such a young age, because at a young age, you already know. Imagine if we got these children at the age of like eight, nine, 10, 11 years old, like right now, my son's obsessed with Beyblades, right? Like if they had a baby Beyblade class, but <laughs> not that they just played Beyblades, but like, let's look at the physics about like why you like this. Let's look at like how it's created that makes this one look slightly better than this one. And let's, let's dive a little bit deeper into this, not just looking at this as like a play, playing a game. Same with video games. What if we looked at it from like a different vantage point of like, okay, this is how it's created. This is what happens to the computer. Like bringing all the mathematics that they need to know, the science that they need to know, the verbiage that they need to know for life into and integrated into a subject that really jives with them. That's when you're going to have a freaking society that's that's going to be blown off the lid of everything, right? Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Love it. I love it. Well, you and I, we got to start that revolution. (laughs) Let's do it, girl. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm telling you, it really needs to shift. And it it starts with us and it can start with a small community. And like, if you have people that are willing to just put in the bits and pieces and support it, support it, I'm telling you, sky's the limit. Mm, Love it. I love it. So exploration, right? Exploration support right when you do what you love you're supported and that's what this podcast is right like I don't know if you know the story but that's what inspired me to step away actually that was when I took my heavy jacket off was from listening to podcasts I would hear all these stories on my hour plus commute one way San Francisco and I was like shit if they can do it why can't I right it gave me that permission to say you know what I don't need that corporate job because I was raised to think that I needed that, right? I needed that Same. stability, that nine to five or in my life, nine to nine to oh, be God. successful. I mean, I worked crazy hours. I worked for some of the worst companies ever in terms of work-life balance. And I was like, there has to be another way. Sure. And so I did give it up completely. 
in, and that's why your rent story gave me goosebumps. Uh, we didn't know how we were going to pay the rent in San Francisco. Um, as and I quit at the same time. It's actually one of the episodes of my podcast about how we made it work, but we did because we took yes. action. Just like you said, we, yes. made that, we made that initiative to step away. And when I stepped away from those six figures, I said to the universe, I want more. It doesn't mean I stepped away from the money. Right. Abundance doesn't necessarily have to be in financial form, but when you attract all the other abundance, I always say the financial flows, it's just a natural organic progression because you're aligned with that vibration. You're aligned with people, right. That speak your language and it's all, everything connects, right. All the stars align. Oh my gosh. Full body chills so many times during this podcast. It's amazing. I love it. So dang much. I feel like we could talk for hours. We could go on for days, right? Yes, Yes, absolutely. And I'd love to have you on mine. Um, I'm shifting gears. Like I told you earlier, I'm kind of shifting onto a different platform. So things are like in the middle of that at the moment. Um, but things should kind of be more solidified. I was hoping for it to be August, but it's probably looking more like September and, um, restructuring things. So that way it's a little bit more conducive to what I'm doing. Cause I, I found myself being on so many different platforms and like attempting to force them together. And now I found a platform that kind of just like brings it all together for me. So it's, it's the transfer that's currently happening. Um, but yeah, I would love to get you on and, um, I'm sure we could, you know, touch on various different, different topics and, you know, build on that and absolutely love the connections that not only we've made together within this community, but just even just discussing other people that you've brought up and books that I've brought up. And again, the sharing, right. The sharing aspect is the biggest part and podcasts have opened up the doors for, us to share. It's not just Oprah anymore. It's not just, you know, celebrities anymore. It's real people going through real things. Real stories. Yes. And being able to, to resonate with that on, on so many different levels. And what blows my mind, it's like, I throw my voice out there and onto the internet. I'm like, I don't know where it's going to go. And then I look at my pasta like, oh shit, I was in China. Somebody was listening to me in China. This is so cool, right? Not all the time. I'm like, I'm in 26 countries. Like some of these countries I've never even been to or heard of. I'm like, this is cool. How did you find me? Exactly. And like, you're on the airways and, and that is exactly how we need to use this technology is to build a community. Okay. Yeah. You're distance, but like, you're speaking about something that talks to somebody in a different freaking country. Like that's huge. Yes. We, we would never be able to do that back in the day. And we need to use that as a tool to, to build and to help others build themselves. And what um, essentially, in my opinion, why I think source has given us this opportunity here on the planet. Mm-hmm. And um, like I said earlier, I really feel like, yeah, from, from an external point, things look like they're a little crazy, but it's almost like visually what I imagine is like, you know, when you get like water from, from the lake and like the lake has been moving and there's boats and there's fish and there's people swimming and you scoop it up and it looks super cloudy. But then when you lay that cup down, the dirt 
rests at the bottom and then like there's then it's clear and I think that is ultimately energetically what's happening like I don't know if you're into the uh the shaman Schumann resonance but that's like the vibrational frequency of the planet and it is shifting and you could see it shifting and you could feel it shifting and um I, as much as people are like, I don't know about the future. I'm like, I'm so freaking excited about the future. They're like, you're fucking crazy. I'm like, I mean, I'm crazy, but like, I really do have this feeling that within the next couple of years, it's going to be a complete shift towards the direction that you and I are going. And to bring up the whole education aspect again, um, thinking about how, courses like online courses like I'm working on a tarot course um because the tarot was like my counselor my therapist my oh, meditation every morning yes yes <laughs> my husband so left like, like six cards I was like I needed six today some days it's yeah three like totally every morning yes so I'm making a course on that that's going to be um launching probably within the next I would say maybe like four months or so. So if anybody's interested in learning a little bit more about that, that'll be up. But having that aspect um, in conjunction with technology is giving people so much more opportunity to invest in skill sets or hobbies, quote unquote, or interests in such an easier fashion than ever before. You could find a niche online and find a course about anything and that is um, a beautiful, beautiful part of, of again, experience. So if you've ever felt like you were drawn to take a yoga teacher training, do it. Maybe it's a tarot course. Maybe it's a course on Reiki or anything else. I encourage you to do it because that little tug and that little interest is going to lead you to something, or you're going to, learn something there that you can merge and transfer to something else. Like I know people that use the tarot for business, you know, that use the esoteric. Yeah. All my clients get a card reading, like at your yoga class, every session either begins or ends with a tarot reading. Yeah. And I've read somewhere there was an article. Should probably have saved that article, but it was talking about how the esoteric and how mystics, modern mystics, are being used heavily now in huge corporate companies, but it's not really spoken about. So there are psychics, there are healers, and like they've used, you know, psychics with the CIA and with the government, and um, they're they're using this woo woo ness that you know, most people are like, oh, it's, it's way out there or whatever, but they're using this to make decisions energetically because they know everything is energy communicating with other energy to make decisions in their businesses that these are corporate, huge businesses. So that to me is like fascinating that again, there is this, this, this paradigm and there's this shift back to where we originated, you know, to source the source energy and really beginning to see its importance and use it in such a way that is modern, right? Like it's, it, it works, it it functions. And, you know, we are beginning to recognize 
that everything is energy communicating with other energy, whether that be you and another individual, you and a pen, you and food, you and water, but everything is really um, a part of the process. And it's navigating that process and being able to tune in and refine the, the energy that's being felt in such a way to, to navigate your life. And the biggest thing, again, going back to what we first mentioned is like, where are your emotions guiding you? Yes. Where are you being led? That's an energy. That's your inner energy. You know, your solar plexus, I consider like with your chakras, your solar plexus is considered to be your sun, your internal sun. This is like your powerhouse, right? This is like what gives you your, your oomph and your energy and your, your vivaciousness. And it's like, what is this gut feeling telling you? Where is this gut feeling pulling you and go with it? You know, as crazy as it might be to you in that moment, go with it because it'll lead you to so many different places and open up so many doors for you. And again, the, the biggest takeaway, I think from this podcast, and I think in life in general, I mean, along with so many other things, right. But is when you integrate you and your energy into your life and those that you meet and those that you interact with and experiences that you interact with, you begin to, to taste the nectar of life. Yes, yes. And that is the richness that we all want to experience. Yes. Yes. And being the alive podcast, right? That's what being alive is about, right? Drinking yep. that nectar of, of life. Yes. And I always yes. end every episode um, with that question, but I have a couple more. If you have another, yeah, absolutely. I like to ask all my guests. You sort of touched on uh, all of them, but we'll, we'll revisit. Is there a quote that has inspired your life and the work that you do? There's so many. Um, the one thing, the one quote that comes to mind that really resonated with me in the beginning of my journey and still to this day is that the finger pointing to the moon is not the moon. And this is a quote, um, you know, that Buddha said, and it is one that touches upon, you can point to the truth, right? And people can point to what they consider to be the truth, but you cannot allow the finger to be the end all be all, right? Like you have to be able to be guided. And for me, the moon is something that I truly connect with and the moon connected to femininity, to yin, to emotions and understanding that your truth is within you and your emotions and what's, what's, what's brewing within. And you could be guided, but you can never actually, truth cannot be understood. It has to be experienced. Yes. Essentially yes. is the, is the real like meat and potatoes of that quote for me. Oh, I love that. The finger pointing to the moon is not the moon. Yeah. I love that. Thank you for sharing. And what about a book? I am actually, everything you talked about today is a book that I've been in creation for years. Um, this podcast gave me an extra boost though. I need to open that doc document again. I birthed my podcast first. 
Oh, it's all that. about the creative, basically the creative renaissance and how there's yes. this whole revolution that you can literally do anything and be successful. Absolutely. And, and how to do that and how to live the creative life and how to inspire, as we talked about others to do the same. But is there a book? I know earlier you mentioned it's not your money. Yes, that is a great one um, to touch on. I'm currently reading Happy Pocket Full of Money, um, which is also very, very transformational. But the one book that I would suggest is called The Silva Method. Um, I'm sorry. You bought it. Yeah, so I saw your mind- post on Instagram. Yes. You an excerpt and you told me what it was and I immediately bought it. Yes, it's a, it could be a little bit... Um, chock full of information so like reading it twice it's like one of those books like you read it once and you get it and then like you read it a second time and then like you really get it but it talks about the mind and um for for me personally the mind has probably been what I'm sure for most people has been like the biggest battle and the biggest barricade in my life for blocking my own blessings and unconsciously. So, um, I work with a hypnotist now because of that book, because I've recognized that as much conscious energy we have in how we're living, the subconscious is actually running the show. And the subconscious is typically built from the age of zero to eight. And this is where we built our foundation. And considering that I told you, you know, a little bit about my upbringing, you know, my, my childhood was just very restrictive. And I feel as though subconsciously, I'm still carrying a lot of these little restrictions. Um, one for one, like I too want to birth a book. Um, but it's, it's, it's almost like a block, even though I got my palms read and there, she's like, you're a writer, like you need to write. And I do journal, you know, I've been journaling forever, but oh, here's the happy pocket full of money. I have it right here next to me. So this is the book. Oh, nice. Beautiful. I just looked over and just looked over and I saw it, but, um, yeah, there's like, I think these, these subconscious blocks, um, that I've unconsciously carried, um, and I'm working with that and that this particular book helps you see that. And another little, um, little tangent with this book is I use this on my son and it talks about how, like, there's this point which I've known because, you know, being, you know, a nurse, we go through the mind and things like the Delta waves, thetas, there's a point between sleep, wake, being awake and sleep where your mind's in theta. And it's very, very suggestive. So that's typically where hypnosis actually occurs is during this time frame. And my son, I would always have to wake him up and I'm like, get up, get up, get up, get up, get up. And I'm like, oh, I hate starting my mornings like this. Like I, yeah. I can't. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to try this. So I laid down with him, him and I, we do like, what are you grateful for? Um, and, you know, we ask, we ask each other a couple questions and I love it so much. And then as he's falling asleep, I'm like, you're going to wake up restful. You're going to get dressed on your own. You're going to get ready. You're going to be like on time and you're going to eat breakfast and you're going to have an amazing day at school blah, blah, blah. And I just like went through this whole little scenario story. I should you not. The kid came in my room the next morning, the next morning with his backpack on, hair done, fully clothed, waking me up. And I was like, 
was this coincidental? I don't know. So then that night I didn't do it. And it was like waking up a freaking rock. And then that following night I did it again and it worked. And, you know, I am the type of person who really like, I, I'll read a lot of books, but I also like to investigate and I ask a lot of questions just because I don't take anything like my quote, I don't take anything for truth unless I personally experience it. I think, you know, reading these different books really does put a lot more information and seasoning on your life and on the way you practice. But when you actually see it unfold for you, I was like, wow, that is powerful. So, um, I currently created my own little hypnosis um, audio recordings for myself, um, which is also very powerful. If, if you, you know, are restricted in some way, shape or form, or you want to try something, it's just, you could go on YouTube and say like creating a personal hypnosis track or whatever. You can use your phone, do a memo and listen to it before bed. And um, it's you and your voice. So your subconscious thinks that, you know, there's like this connection and working with a hypnosis and, you know, the mind is a powerful tool, but we have to recognize how to use it. And we have to recognize what also needs to be uprooted from it. I love that. I just wrote that down personal hypnosis track because yes, during the waking day, I can find calm. I have lots of tools and practices and rituals but like you, I must have something from my subconscious from childhood, probably the ages of one to eight, where it's like blocking blessings because at yes. night it's like, I'm watching all of those shows on Hulu or Netflix and the media. It's like all coming out at night and I wake up exhausted. Like I have yep. the craziest dreams. I don't know where I create this from. I mean, it's very vivid and creative, but right. and I'm like, that's not yeah. me. Like, what is all of that? So if yeah. it's going to reprogram with a personal hypnosis track where it's like you are dreaming like beautiful dreams yes. kind of connecting to more aligned energy, I think, than Absolutely. a lot of that old shit that's just sticking. Absolutely. There's also a really great app. It's called Brainwave mm-hmm. and Brainwave um, has binaural beats. And what binaural beats are, if for those of you who aren't aware, is binaural beats, um, are sounds that you have to wear headphones to listen to. And the reason being is because it works between the right and the left hemisphere of the brain. And the various different sounds activate aspects of your brain to induce various different states of mind. So, excuse me. So Brainwave, you could actually record yourself. Like if you have the app on playing, you can record yourself with that music in the background. And there's, there's one for Theta. There's one that's called like espresso shot. There's one that's called like hangover cure. Um, it's, it's endless. Um, so that is also an option too. And I personally am with you with the whole thought process at night. I think many of us, when we go to like my husband like lays down, it's like lights out. I'm like, oh yeah, my husband too. yeah. And he doesn't get it how I need a Ooh. certain atmosphere to go to bed. Yes. I'm like, like yeah, I'm relaxing. I'm like, no, you understand it doesn't work for me because my mind races like on turbo mode. Like I need something to really distract me. So I can yes. fall into my slumber. Absolutely. But what I found too, is I personally journal at night and it's a word vomit. It's a purge. And I give myself that time and say like, whatever is in the mind, like whatever happened in that day, whatever came up, put it on paper. Sometimes I read it that night. Sometimes I'll read it like the next night before I do my next journal entry and, um, you know, sleep is, is huge. Like the, 
it's like, that is like an old, that's like another life, you know, you're sleeping pretty much half your life away. So that is very, very important. So yes, um, having some things in place that can help you have restful sleep and peaceful sleep, um, is, is definitely key. And those are some of the, some of the tools that I do, um, to help me kind of get into that space. And it's very healing. Sleep is healing. It's a spiritual practice for sure. Definitely. Thank you so much for all the, the tools and golden art. I mean, this podcast is incredible. I just want to thank you first of all for being here and, and sharing oh my gosh, thank all this you. beautiful wisdom. Um, just one little tidbit for those listening. I've also recently started taking ashwagandha just Ooh. for stress and anxiety during the yes. day, but I've also found that it helps my sleep as well. So absolutely. Absolutely. There's also something that you can combine a uh, valerian root with magnesium. It's kind of oh. like a natural yeah but if you add valerian root it's almost like a natural xanax and you have to kind of gauge it so i would do like one valerian root one magnesium one night see how you feel then maybe two valerian one magnesium see how you feel um because everyone kind of feels it a little bit differently but that is also really really like a natural um uh uh, Xanax because more often times than not, like when we're anxiety, it's, it's a depletion in a mineral and more often times than not, it's magnesium. <laughs> yes. Yes. hundred percent. Yeah. I take that every night. So cool. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. What one last question. Absolutely. Of yes, of course. <laughs> Give it what to makes, me. What makes you come alive, Shelly? Oh, what makes you come alive? This really like authentic connection to another human being really lights me the fuck up. Um, and the sharing of, of stories and this communal situation that again, I feel like is so lost, but I I'm so deeply connected to and really lights me up and really energizes me. You know, like there's, there's certain times that you, have certain conversations where they're just like very depleting, but like conversations like this, authentic conversations about progress, about building, about inspiring really, really lights me up. And also of course the yoga, the yoga just puts me in a space that it's just, I, I can't even put it into words where I'm at. And sometimes I'm teaching and my eyes are closed and I'm walking and it's just like, it puts me in a different, on a, on a completely different planet. So, um, I would say those two things are what jive, make me jive. Yes. Well, thank you. made me come alive today. I have to say, I agree. Aww, the conversation so is much. incredible. I've of course taken your yoga class. So I know the effects of that making one come alive, but again, I just really want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for this incredible conversation. This podcast brings me so much joy. It really does make me oh my come gosh, alive. Likewise. Live. It's actually an acronym. It stands for alignment of love, inspiration, vitality, and energy. And you brought that times infinity today. So thank oh my you. my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so grateful that we've connected and we've stayed connected and we were able to allow this to unfold in such a beautiful, beautiful way. I'd love to connect with you again. This is absolutely incredible. I think we both, you know, gained quite a bit from, from this connection and yeah, I would love to, um, also put you put this a podcast on mine, um, to share with the community as well and share your beautiful 
process and experience that you share out into this world as well because that that this is it this is this is what we're building you know and this is what our community is building and putting out there and that's beautiful yes yes i feel deeply called to keep connecting collaborating and just our energies really uh do align and listen for, sure. for those that want to connect with you what is the best way to find you you can find me on instagram at shelly sonnier and it's s-h-e-l-l-y and then s-a-u-n-i-e-r and i have a link in my bio there that tells you all the various different events that i'm involved in and happenings and courses and things of that nature where you can connect with me and hey you know shoot me a dm or email me i'd love to hear from you um i do my very best to connect with each and every person as quickly as possible. And again, like I said, this is, there's nothing better and nothing that makes me more happy than connecting with you in, in such a way. So please reach out. Yeah. Thank you. I'll link your uh, link tree up again in the show notes. It's L I N K T R dot E E backslash Shelly Sonye. So S H E L O Y S A U N I E A, but I'll put that in the show. Oh, I E R. Yes. <laughs> I, are, I will link it up in the show notes thank you again Shelly this is oh my god thank here. you so so very much I send you so much love and I appreciate you and I appreciate the space yeah, mucho mucho more <laughs> besito 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 <laughs> podcast. Thank you so much, Jessica, for having me on. And I am so beyond grateful for what unfolded during this podcast. If you want to connect with Jessica, please